Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. If you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Glad you like what you're hearing. And go ahead and subscribe and leave us a rating. It does a lot for us as far as making progress in iTunes. So if you could, leave us a five-star rating, preferably. But leave us a rating. Tell me what you think. Uh, leave some comments if you want to. Whatever you feel like doing, but just help, just try to help us out and get this thing going here. All right, and if you are a first-time listener, then thank you for checking us out. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy what you hear today. Go back and listen to some of our other episodes, and then go from there. Go ahead and subscribe. Check out RKEF Field. All right, so the goal of the Rice Kill Eat podcast, for those of you who haven't listened to it yet, is it's intended to discuss the why for what motivates us today to hunt and pursue God's creation. So we want to discuss ideas and stories that show how we become better fathers, better mothers, husbands, wives, employees, pretty much anywhere that we show up in our lives and how our pursuit of God, freedom, and the great outdoors helps us become better at those things. So the whole point of the Rise Kill Eat podcast is to do just that. I like to share stories of people who enjoy hunting and and what kind of what kind of stuff they're they're doing with their lives and how hunting is making their lives better. So that's the whole point of what we are doing here. So like I said, if you like what you hear today, you can go ahead and like RKEF Field on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, subscribe to this podcast, leave us a rating. There's a lot of things that you can do to try to help us out in getting this ball rolling and getting this show on the road. All right, again, thank you for your interest in the show. Now, today's topic is, it should be, uh, it should apply to just about everyone, but it's mostly going to focus on parents. So those of you guys who have little kiddos that you guys are either planning on taking out this summer or you're going to take out for the first time this summer, today's episode is going to be more targeted towards you. Now, if you have you know, little nieces and nephews, or if you have family friends who have little kids, then this is, this information is still going to apply to you. All right. So with summer quickly approaching, now's a great time to hit the water and introduce kids to fishing. So some of the, pretty much everybody who is involved in the outdoors, they have some kind of fishing story where either their dad took them out fishing or an uncle or a family member or a friend took them out fishing when they were younger. And that really kind of, kind of got a spark going inside of them. And, uh, we're approaching summer now. So we have the opportunity now to take our own little kids out and take our own nephews and nieces out and so on and so on. All right. So with summer approaching, I kind of wanted to cover a few things for, in my experience with my kids, I have a five-year-old and I have a three-year-old. I want to kind of cover a few things that I find uh, helpful when introducing them to fishing and things that uh, things that have worked, especially for my son. He's he's five years five years old now, so he's been fishing with me for a few years now, actually. And my little girl, she's going to be, I'm going to be taking her out for her first time this summer. So a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about is are things that I'm going to apply to taking her out. So being able to be out by the water with kids and seeing them, the excitement on their face as they're reeling in a fish is just personally, it's some of my favorite moments that I've ever experienced in the outdoors. Um, 
some of those moments have been out by the water with my son as we fish and we just simply spend time together and i can't wait to have have my daughter out there and joining us in our outings this year it's it's going to be exciting and these moments don't necessarily have to come with you know a a child of your own but it can come with a like I said before, a nephew, a niece, a cousin, a child of a friend, any of those, any little one that we are wanting to introduce to the outdoors, these types of trips can be very helpful. So I'm just going to jump right into this. There's three main points I want to make here, and uh, I'll kind of dive into each of those points a little bit, and then we'll go from there. It's these great times that we want to relive over and over for many years to come. So I wanted to share with you those few things that I think are important to consider when you're taking kids out. So the very first thing is going to be safety first. When you're dealing with little kiddos and there's water involved, there's a lot of things that could go terribly wrong. And anybody's going to want to avoid that uh, as much as possible. So safety is, of course, a priority anytime that you are out. But this is going to be especially true when it comes to taking children out and introducing them to the outdoors, especially when water is involved. So I don't think you necessarily, I need to spend too much time on that because hopefully you are aware of the dangers that water faces for anyone and especially young children and young children. Uh, statistically, they just, they just don't know how to st- swim yet. And they don't know how to protect themselves when it comes to water. But there are a couple things I want to hit on with this. So when you have a child in a boat, Always have that child in a life vest and that life vest, make sure that it fits appropriately and is securely fitted. Now, a lot of states, they may, they mandate this. This is state law that anybody, especially children, but anybody that is in a boat, you have to have a life vest available. If not, if not even wearing it, you have to have a life vest at least available inside the boat to use in the event of an emergency. Now, uh, I'm going to recommend that, that I don't know the extent of all state walls, obviously, when it comes to this, but when in doubt, just have your child wear their life vest in in the boat because you just never know what's going to happen. And it would be a tragic thing if anything terrible were to occur. All right. So just make sure that and make sure that the life vest fits them appropriately and is securely fitted at all times. Now, if you're fishing with small children, it is also a good idea to use a life vest even when offshore fishing. So when you're offshore fishing, you're on the bank of a river, a lake, a pond, something, and uh, any body of water, and you're fishing off the shore. So those banks, especially you know if it's raining or whatever, those banks can get muddy. They can become slippery. It's a good idea to have your child wear a life vest in case they slip and end up in the water somehow. And you have that flotation device to keep them afloat. Keep that child in a life vest. Be safe. Have that have that life vest available for them. Always be vigilant and always know where the child is to avoid and to limit potential accidents. So, so little kids, especially the the smaller they are, the the trickier they are. But they can get away from you in the in the blink of an eye, and it's it can be. It can be a challenge to keep up with where, with where they are at all times. So, yeah, we have to we have to be vigilant and we have to know where that child is at all times to to limit those potential accidents from occurring. All right. So, first one is safety first. So, second, be conscious of the time that you're spending out 
by the water with that child. Any parent or guardian can tell you that kids operate on their own attention span. And trying to stretch that attention span can oftentimes lead to some undesirable behaviors and can really put a damper on the whole experience as, as a whole. So whenever, uh, whenever kids start to get bored with an activity, that's when, you know, behaviors start to, uh, start to go, go the a way that we don't necessarily want them to. So having a good understanding of your child and reading their, their cues, quote unquote, their cues and knowing when to call it a day can be helpful in keeping the whole experience pleasant and making that child want to return on another trip. Older kids, they're going to be able to, naturally, they're just going to be able to stay out there longer because they are going to have a longer attention span. Some of the things that you're going to be doing, like the, the whole fishing activity, it's going to be more uh, interesting to them. It's going to be more enjoyable for them. But as you start to deal with younger children, especially the younger, the further down you go to around the toddler age, if you're introducing a toddler this year, then those fishing trips are going to most likely are going to be very short before the experience starts to become unpleasant. So just be mindful of the time, be conscious of the time. The whole idea of introducing a child to fishing and introducing them to the outdoors is the hope that the love of being outside will be sparked within that child and it'll be sparked within that child for many years to come. So we have an opportunity to share something with these little guys that is increasingly becoming less common. And so it's, it's our job to strive to inspire them with future trips to the water. So just be conscious of the time and uh, safety first. So my third and final point for today, this is, this is a quick hitter here. So we're just getting right after it. So my third and final point here is we have to make fishing fun. So fishing has to be fun and Fishing should be fun, especially when you are introducing children to fishing. And of course, there's nothing more fun than than catching fish. So find your best, easily accessible fishing hole and fish on. So whenever you are introducing a child to to fishing, it's a it's a good idea to have a nice, comfortable area where that child you know can can explore a little bit, but within a confined space. They can do some fishing without having to worry about, you know, long hikes and that kind of thing. This first trip isn't the time to try out some place you found on a map that requires a two-hour hike to get to. Obviously, that's a little bit of a stretch, but the point is you want it to be accessible, you want it to be comfortable, and you want it to be a fun, enjoyable experience for that child. So a farm pond or a riverbank or a bank at a lake any of those type of types of places would be a great place to start. So uh, farm ponds and de- designated fishing areas at lakes can be great places to start as they are typically these type, types of places, especially the designated fishing areas where they are managed by employees that are there to do just that. They are typically going to be designed with the accessibility of the angler in mind. So start at those places. There are just about any any state-ran lake is going to have some uh, designated fishing areas. And they're typically going to be pretty easily accessible, typically with a, a parking lot, uh, probably a very short walk. Um, those types of things are going to be things that are going to be helpful for taking your little guys out for either their first trip or a return trip. 
Now, as they get more experience and as they become more interested and more, uh, more involved with fishing, then you can start to explore around a little bit, but initially keep it simple, keep it easy, get in there, fish, leave, <laughs> keep the whole experience enjoyable. Another tip to making it, uh, making it fun for, for your kiddos is to start a routine and a tradition to solidify that child's desire to return to the water on a future trip. My son, we started doing this thing a couple years ago where we would stop by the store on the way to the lake and we would get some donuts and we'd get some worms. So the whole, the whole trip, anytime that we went fishing, he knew that we were going to go to the store. We were going to get our, get some donuts that we could eat on the way and get our worms. So by starting that routine and starting that tradition, he now is uh, finding the, the fishing trips more enjoyable and he may be enjoying the donuts more than he is the fishing, but regardless, he's getting out there and he's wanting to go out there and he's excited to get out there because he knows that this is something that we do. This is our little thing that we do together and we've got that tradition solidified and now he he's already asking me to get out on the water with him this this summer so we've already got uh, a little routine going and of course he's already asked me for donuts too so we got to make sure we get get our donuts go out to the to the lake eat our donuts on the way and uh, just enjoy time together just a quick recap of the main points here the first one is to obviously consider safety first so safety first anytime you are in around water especially with little guys there are a lot of things that could happen that could be uh could be tragic so make sure that you are considering safety at all times first and at all times and uh make sure you have a wife vest that can keep the keep the child afloat in case there are any issues second point be conscious of time make sure that while the time that you're spending there that is quality time that you have set aside for that that experience and once that time is up once the child has reached their limit then go ahead and pack up and hit the road because the whole idea is to make the experience enjoyable and sometimes some trips you may be able to get out there for who knows a couple hours and other times it may only be a few minutes so make sure you have that on your mind and you're conscious of that and the third and final point so we have to make fishing fun so just establishing those traditions for the future and establishing those routines will help make uh, the whole experience a lot better and making sure that the places that you are fishing are comfortable. They're easily accessible, especially if you are first introducing your little guys to the water. So thank you guys for listening today. I hope you're able to get a little something out of that. And I'm hoping that uh, you guys have a good summer as far as fishing goes, getting a bunch of a uh, bunch of fish to put into the freezer not quite better than a good fish fry or two in the in summertime so i'm hoping you guys can can, can get that done so again check out rke a field that's r k e a field on facebook you can check us out on instagram give us a follow there um, we also have a website at rkeafield.com i'll put it in the show notes that way you guys can access it from there and uh be sure to check out all of our merchandise, all of our apparel. We have some pretty sweet hats. We have some pretty cool looking shirts and I may be biased, but I think they're pretty cool looking, but, uh, make sure you check those out and then subscribe 
to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. I've got some pretty cool interviews lined up right now. Um, I almost want to tell you who they are, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to leave it a cliffhanger for you. You got to stick around and go ahead and subscribe. That way you can, that way you can listen to the, to some future episodes. Go ahead and leave us a rating too. And we can, uh, get this show on the road. So I appreciate it guys. And, uh, hope you guys have a good week and our next episode will be out next week. Thank you.